welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this evening uh, by an acclaimed producer. Uh, he's one half of uh, uh, the duo for Giants, uh, affiliated with N43 Records. Um, yeah, he made my outro theme this year, um, which uh, is a bundle of fun. Uh, really been enjoying the energy from uh, that theme. So uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Stephen Pitzel, for joining me tonight. Hey, man, it's my pleasure. And I don't, I don't know if I'm acclaimed quite yet, I guess, or <laughs> if I'm acclaimed. I, hey, you are in my book. You, just because I cover so much music for Breaking and Entering, so a lot of people uh, have uh, spoke highly of you, so. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm stoked that we finally got to connect. I know we've been having a lot of scheduling, juggling that kind of stuff, and appreciate you being patient with me because my life's a little hectic these days, but thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm unemployed right now, so I have pretty much all the time in the world. Um, but uh, yeah, Stephen, we can start with uh, how, how are you? How's your day today? Um, today's going good. Uh, just uh, about to actually, we're going to have a we're going to finish a song we started. Tim's about to walk in the door any second, so I'll probably say hi to him while we're doing this. My buddy Clay is in the other room, and we we made like a metalcore song for, uh, yeah, just randomly um, because we wanted to just for fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's going good. I have that going on. Then after that, we're gonna talk about you know some podcast logistics from something that we're doing on our end that we're we just kind of started over here at our studio, and then after that, um, I'm gonna try to finish a song for. Uh, this media company I work for that needs a, a theme similar to yours, but um, for like a behind the scenes uh, thing, B-roll kind of stuff. So that's what I'm working on today. So it's been a good day, just a little busy, but yeah. busy is good. So yeah, it is. Uh, it's quite an agenda you got going on there. Are you like one of those people that like, you just like, you love that constant st stimulation, like you don't do well with dead air in your day? I feel like I thrive when my schedule is full. And I can, it's, it's good to have days where you're, you know, you're able to have a little bit more freedom, but I do like having a full schedule or at least four out of, you know, four out of the seven days a week where it's, I'm working with other people and then maybe a day or two to myself to either work on my own projects or recharge my batteries. Cause it does get a little bit exhausting after a while, but I do, I think it's good no matter what, whether it's just phone calls, catching up with people, um, writing sessions. I think it's good for me at least to have a full schedule and keeps me motivated and going. Yeah. It just kind of like what works for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I relate a lot to that. Like I love constantly being in motion, but I do like little, I think the key is just to have a couple breathers through the day. Like I like to go on a lot of walks. Um, that helps me. That's like a main method I recharge, but otherwise I like to stay very busy as well. Yeah, dude. Yeah. For me, it's like once a day I'll go to the gym and uh, spend at least an hour there. Or I do like walks too and hiking, especially when I'm in California or LA or Tennessee, even. Yeah. I like go on hikes with my buddies or we'll hit a trail and just run some hills and stuff. And that's yeah. what gets me back in the zone to where I can focus on whatever I need to accomplish that day. You know, I think it's really important though. You need that you time. Certainly. Yeah. You, you definitely do. Um, yeah. So, Steve, what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. 
And so I think the first time we met in person was uh, at the N43 showcase at the Cooperage, which was about a year and a half ago. It doesn't feel that long ago, but uh, yeah, that was that was a really fun night. Uh, great to see, um, you know, everything that N43 Records has to offer. I've been connected with those folks and uh, Tom uh, for almost two years now. And uh, it's been great, like seeing how much just that that pop factory, as we like to call it, at Breaking Entering has just evolved and has been breeding some really spectacular talent from many different corners of the music scene, um, which we'll definitely talk more about in, in a little bit. But usually where we start is, uh, so are you, are you from Milwaukee, like born and raised? Yeah, uh, born and raised here. Um, I moved to Los Angeles in 2019. But other than that, I've spent all my time here besides travel and touring. Um, and yeah, I was, I was in LA for a year. And then I came home right around the pandemic to score a film. And then I got, you know, I, I, it didn't really make sense to go back to Los Angeles considering the state that it's in and was in. Um, so I've been, I've been here ever since. And uh, yeah, now I'm just uh, planning my next moves, but I'm Milwaukee born and raised. Um, so when you were, when you were a little kid, like when you were younger, like, did you have, did you think you were going to be involved in music? Um, I didn't really have a passion for it. And to be honest, I, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I didn't have a passion for it until I was around, I'd say like 11 or 12. And that's when it really hit me that I really wanted to do it. Um, I went to a Christian summer camp. And there's this good, there's this dude named Tom. He was our counselor, and he played his guitar every night to sleep. And I thought it was the coolest thing. So when I got home, I asked my dad if I could borrow his like really crappy acoustic. That was awful. It hurt to play. It's fuck sucked. Um, but after uh, after I picked that thing up, eventually I was pretty persistent with it, and I started taking lessons. And that's when it really hit me when I was probably like 11 or 12 that it it was something I really wanted to do. So I did that for a long time. And yeah, when I started writing my own songs around 15 and met, you know, some friends and just started doing it, I, I really fell in love with it. And then 15 on to now, I've been um, really making it a priority in my life and trying to make it full time. So for the last couple of years, it's been full time and it's super cool. But uh, yeah, not on the, not like in my early life, but after maybe, I guess, like I said, 15, I was really when I was going full-time at it and treating it almost like a job. But even though in the beginning, it was more, way more fun because I didn't have like all like the, you know, I guess the business mentality wasn't there and that comes in later. Oh yeah, certainly. You were still, you had all the, like the freedom and the liberty to just mess around and just do what you wanted. But yeah, once like, once money gets involved, then uh, it you see it from a different lens. But um, what were like some of your like early uh, influences uh, when you started playing and writing music? Um, I came definitely from a Warp Tour. I mean, Foo Fighters was big one when I first started Motion City Soundtrack. And I, I would uh, watch like Fuse TV uh, like during the summers and just fall in love with like warped Wednesdays and stuff like that. So anything that was like warped tour, I just consumed a lot. Like all time low was a big one. 
um trying to think who else was some of the first songs i love to play green day well like the first songs but anything warped to her yellow card was huge when i was young for me um trying to think of who else but yeah that's the that's some of my some of the first musical influences i'd say that really made me want to play guitar and made me want to write songs it was like those warped tour bands and i mean there's a giant list we all love them you know we could just go down the list but in general it's just warped tour bands and then yeah that's what i really started on and then that turned into edm which was like the early dead mouse stuff that i heard when i was like 17 18 and then the list goes on but the early stuff was definitely warped tour influence like emo pop punk pop rock that kind yeah. of stuff yeah for sure i got you um how did you start getting involved in the music scene? Um, I was going to the YMCA, believe it or not, and I met one of my friends, Ryan Sturmer there, who asked me to uh, come jam with him and join, uh, join his band or try out for his band. So I was 15 and uh, I went to this, my friend's garage and um, there was a metal band and I wasn't really metal at the time, but um, I guess that was my first band ever that I tried out for. And I was in it for maybe two weeks. And it's funny because Tim Wolf, who I, who is part of my project now, he walked across the street from eighth grade to play drums. And uh, he was in that band. And then eventually he kicked me out, which is the story I always tell. So yeah, Tim kicked me out of our first band because I wasn't metal enough. And uh, that was how I got, yeah, I, I wasn't. I was wearing like American Eagle and, sure. you know, polos and shit. And um, I didn't have riffs at the time. But it's funny because today we're actually making a metal song as we speak. And um, yeah, so that was my intro. So that band led me to start like a pop punk band with my friends called Say by Stereo. Then I got kicked out of that band. And then I joined a, a band called Mechanical Kids, which then turned into another band called The Royal. And then that's how I got my start, though, was really the, the, the pop rock, pop punk scene and the emo scene and hardcore scene in Milwaukee was where I got my start as a uh, as like a guitar player and singer in bands. So that's yeah. that's where I, my first cut my teeth was um, the Miramar back in the day was a big venue for us to play. Shorewood Legion Hall. Um, those are the, the places where I first played shows and uh, kind of got my intro to the scene. Sure. Did they, they uh, take you on tours at all back then? Oh, those, those bands? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first tour ever was like Hot Topics. For a while, Hot Topic was, I mean, it was around that time was when I first started really touring. Hot Topic would have you come play acoustic in there, in, in the store, and then like sell your shirt on the wall, which is really cool. And Hot Topic really liked my band, Say by Stereo. But after that was Mechanical Kids. That's when I really started to tour. So that band got picked up by a major label after we played like six shows. It was crazy time. Um, I was 17, about to graduate high school when, I, when we got that contract. So that put us on the road and we went out um my longest stint i think with that at a crack was like 28 days we went out with our buddy ryan who's in a band called rookie of the year and i actually just cut I, he's actually cutting a song of mine now for his new album but ryan took us out with this band called the icarus account so that was my my longest tour it was like a 28 day run or like 28 shows i'm not sure how many days it was and then um yeah, after that, we would do like two week tours in this uh, bus that we got from our friend Joel, who recorded us. We bought like a, a gutted out school bus. It was like all black. We called it the Black Pearl. 
Um, and we tour in that thing and it was super fun, man. Uh, some of the most fun I've ever had. Some of the hardest work I've ever done, but I did warp tour too with my band after mechanical kids. That was called the Royal in 2013. And that was the happiest I've ever been in my entire life for sure. It was just like, you know, you grew up listening to bands like motion city soundtrack and like August Burns Red and all these other bands that were on the tour. And all of a sudden like you're on the tour and they're like in the lunch line with you. And then they're, they're your peers. So that was crazy. But yeah, I've been super blessed. And uh, those tours were a lot of fun. A lot of shows. Dude. That's insane. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Like I, I remember I, I worked Warped Tour twice um, back in Illinois in Tinley Park. Um, I worked at the con at the amphitheater there, and uh, I just interviewed Keegan, uh, Keegan Combs, like a couple days ago, and oh, nice. just like the fact that like Vinyl Theater like played at that venue for like um, not Warp Tour but some other event, and uh, like getting to talk to him like all these years later, it's it's it really comes full circle in a really interesting way. Yeah, Keegan's an awesome dude. I mean, if you want to talk touring, that guy has done extensive tours, you know. Um, and like we've, been on, we've done quite a few songs together now, me and him. But he was actually giving me advice back in the day, too, for our bands because he was he had just got signed to Fuel By. So Keegan's a great dude. I mean, I, he's like a, an angelic dude. He's an awesome guy. And um, I have nothing but great things to say with him. I was just down there hanging out with him in Austin in October and it was a blast as always. We were writing a bit too. So it's always a good time with him. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him for sure. Um, yeah. So that's a lot to like also take in as like a teenager, like getting sucked into the tour world and like being on the road and shit. I mean, it's a dream come true. I mean, that's literally like, it sounds like the like you said i mean you were like the happiest you'd ever been like like when you're at that age like a lot of kids just idealize that lifestyle for sure yeah dude it's it's it was like surreal and i mean that that warp tour specifically is something you grew up going to you know so that was very surreal to just be on it one day um but yeah touring is incredibly fun especially that tour but it's the hardest you'll ever work or I've ever worked in my life, but the most fun I've ever had. And the tours before that, you know, they kind of prepare you for that. But Warped Tour is such a huge other beast. Um, and it's just insane the amount of, like, how long your days are, you know. You start at, like, 5 in the morning, and you don't stop until, like, 3 in the morning, and then you're just driving. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those, those tours that I got to do with Mechanical Kids before that, too, they were, they were so much fun, man. Um, again, you know, we were a serious band. And we were taking it very seriously, but when you get to play shows, that's like the reward, and it's just really fun. It was a, it was a, you know, some of those the stories you have from just being on the road. It's just it's stuff you'll never forget. And uh, thankful yeah. I got to experience it. Dude, yeah, yeah. You'll find yourself sleeping at odd hours, I imagine too. Oh yeah, I mean, we had gutted. Like I said, we had that school bus that we had, or like we had our friends and I have gutted and we called it the black pearl and we had like three by three bunks in like the back and yeah I just I'll never it smelled like diesel every morning I don't know if that was healthy or not um, but we we had the smell of diesel and like just some certain smells and shit just always reminds me of it and yeah you like especially with warp tour man like you 
your days would start at probably five, you know, you wake up in like at that time we had a van, so it's hot. It's like 90 degrees. You wake up at five in the morning, you work all day, you hustle the lines, then you get ready for your show and you're promoting your show all day. You play your show, you get done with it. And then if your bus call isn't too crazy, then you can have time to go. What we call the queue, which is like the barbecues that happen after every day where all the bands get together and just drink. And uh, that's super fun. Um, but then usually you're going to bed around like 12 to anywhere between like 12 to three, as long as your bus call isn't super early. And then you're getting up and doing it again the next day. And man, you just work all day and um, it's wild. Yeah, you don't sleep much, but you don't care because you're so hyped to be yeah. where you are. You know, it's so it's so exciting waking up in new cities and, you know, getting to do what you love. So Yeah, yeah, I can imagine for sure. I Totally. Um, so what, uh, what started getting you more into producing? Um, when I was 18, uh, I was in that band called Mechanical Kids and my singer, Sean, was producing in a program called Reason. And Sean was the main writer in that band. And I had just come from a band where I was the one of the primary writers and I wanted to write and produce my own stuff for me. So uh, I asked Sean if he could get me started in it and he did and he started showing me the ropes and then from there I was able to write my own stuff and that was right around the time that like Dead Mouse had dropped scary not scary monsters ghosts and stuff um and I was super inspired by that you know even at 17 I was listening to like Faxing Berlin and his earlier stuff and on the road with mechanical kids and I wanted to do it so I just started looking up tutorials and trying to suck less um and learn how to make uh, EDM. And then after a couple of years, I was getting a little better, you know? And then that's kind of when I met Tanner. And after I met him, that's when we started that project Antics, obviously. And uh, we, uh, that just obviously was like throwing them, you know, a match on gasoline. It was just, you know, made you want to, I was doing it, you know, every day at that point then. It was super fun. That's what, yeah. Sean got me in my start, my first DAW, and then me just loving EDM is what really made me want to get into it and be a part of it. Kind of like bands, you know, it's like, why do you want to pick up a guitar? Well, I wanted to be like Dave Grohl, you know. Yeah. Is uh, Antics still going at all these days? Yeah. Um, we just co released a song with a bunch of our friends a couple months ago called Heartsick. Um, okay. But me and Tanner still write. Usually it's like once every week or two right now, especially that now that I'm in town, we have more time to work together. We had taken a break a couple of years ago just to focus on our own projects because we both felt kind of uh, exhausted and just drained. So we wanted to take time away and focus on what we wanted to do and just recharge. But yeah, I still work with him. Right now it's like about twice a month, but we have some songs that are in the works. We're just looking for vocalists right now. I got you. To get them out. Oh, well, I'll be watching over a uh, break and entering for sure. Right on. Yeah. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, and then for Giants, uh, you want to talk a little bit about how that project started? Yeah, that's basically when I decided to take a break with Tanner. And he did, when we decided to take a break and I told him how I was feeling, you know, he felt the same. Um, and that's when I started this new project for Giants, which... I wanted to make it just everything that I was influenced by and not kind of genre chase because in antics at the end there, I mean, we, we did things because we loved them, but at the end I felt like I was producing just to keep up with people like the chain smokers and what was hot, you know, and I didn't want to do that anymore. So 
I stepped away and kind of looked inside and was like, what do I really want to do for this next project? Because, you know, I, it's got to get, it's got to be something I really love. Otherwise, I'm not going to want to do it. And um, let me go to the drawing board and see what I'm influenced by. So I started this new project for Giants with my partner, Timothy Wolf, who, like I said, should be walking in the door any second um, here to, to work with us. But yeah, I told Tim what I had in like place vision wise, I, but I told him, you know, obviously this in, in the infancy stages, it's probably going to be a lot of me just trying to figure out sounds and stuff. Cause I'm more, I'm more of the producer, I guess right now. And Tim's uh, a fantastic engineer. So we, we kind of complement each other's skill sets. So that's kind of the, the dynamic of the recording aspect of it, but a lot of the aesthetics and uh, I guess the sounds are what I'm influenced by, you know, Tim loves it too and he really enjoys it, but so that's what Four Giants is. And basically it's just a producer project where we bring in our friends on tracks that we make and uh, they do vocals on them. You know, we'll have them feature on it and then we'll, we'll be putting that out pretty soon this year, definitely. It's just, been, it's just been getting the songs to where we want them over the last two, three years and figuring out a sound and then just executing that. So, so that's yeah. what Four Giants is. Cool. And you dropped uh, the first song like about a year ago now. Yep. Yeah. I initially had planned to do a video for that a year ago, but then I got busy with other projects um, and a lot of things kind of didn't get in the way, but I had to prioritize different things. Um, and I wanted to put this out the right way. So I, yeah, we dropped that single um, Ill Intentions. Was, with, that's the lead single from the album and also the album title track. So that one was uh, one of the first ones we did in that realm. and um yeah as sonically we felt like we hit something special there and that's where we wanted to mine from so yeah that's the first song it's out and then the rest of them are going to be coming out this year and yeah actually I have, I have the album artwork here it's like a giant painting i did maybe i can show it to you in a little bit i don't know it's like a fucking like six foot tall painting i did but um yeah but it's here it lives in this room right now but i plan on like hanging it up sometime soon i don't know we'll see um that's it sorry I'm, I'm rambling i do that a lot well that's that's very exciting looking forward to uh what's in store um especially considering you know it's a lot very collaborative based um bringing your friends in and whatnot um yeah yeah, yeah. i have i have quite a few like that's that's one of the things i wanted to do too is like bring in the friends that i i feel like i work best with like me and tim dynamically um so we have Ezekiel, who's on that first song you heard, it's out already on Spotify, but Zed Kenzo is somebody I met through Backline, which is a program they have here in Milwaukee for the artists, which is an awesome program. So I met her through that and she's somebody I love to work with. So Zed is on it, WebStrax is on it. Um, some, another guy I met through Backline, Rush Davis, who's a fantastic writer is on it too. Sam's amazing, um, Webb is, but so I, I, get to, uh, I get to work with my friends and um, feature them on my songs, you know? And a lot of those people too, I produce for as well. So it's fun to have them hop on my project, you know, and just like trade songs. It's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Zed Kenzo. Yeah, she's, she's super dope. Um, so the last um, so the last couple of years, I mean, you said you've, you've turned music into a, a full-time thing. Um, so I guess like kind of just broadly, like what is, a typical like day-to-day -day routine look like for you as as hardworking a producer as you are um usually i wake up and i kind of 
<laughs> just firefight my email barrage. Um, but no, it's uh, I, I wake up, I'll try to schedule my week out. Um, so I have time for everything, but I'll wake up. Um, depending on the day or what I have, my goals for the week are, if I have more time for me, I'll take care of, you know, my projects and, but I'm trying to think, I guess, uh, lately it's been a lot of my own projects. So I'll wake up, come here, work on whatever I think, you know, I, I'm inspired by that day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I do a lot of, uh, if it's more of like, a, it just depends on what's going on that week. I guess it's hard for me to put like every day into one, like, here's my day. Um, just because I, I just do a lot of different stuff. Um, so I'd say sometimes it's sync. And I'd say like sync is like um, synchronizing a song to an ad. So if I'm doing a sync that day, I'll show up and look at the email brief and read through that and try to dive into that and knock out, you know, what the client wants. I recently did one for Coca-Cola. Um, Jesse Carl actually helped me with that one. So if I don't have any syncs that day, I'll see if anybody that I'm working with like production wise needs something from me or, you know, if I have a session that day, we'll, we'll link up and do it. But I work with a girl named Shuba too. So like, or Sheba rather. Um, but so if I'm working on her songs, it's a lot of going back and forth on email, just unless she's here, um, but going back and forth on email, trying to live in her world and get her song out there like sonically and just, to the point where she wants it. Um, yeah, it's hard to put together a, a single day. Like today I, I have, for example, today um, I'm here and uh, I have some friends here who are gonna be finishing a metal song. And then after that, we're gonna be talking about this podcast that they started that I'm helping them with. And then after that, Tim and I are gonna finish up like a song for our, our media company from the behind the scenes, like video they're trying to do. So that's like today. Um, for an example, but yeah, if, if, if it's a day, like, you know, if I have a lot of syncs then I'll pitch for the sync, I'll pitch songs for the ads and then I'll work on the things I need to work on for me or the people that I work with. Cool. Yeah. It's a little different every day, but, and I yeah. also, yeah. Or like I do film scoring too. So depending on if they need anything, I'll prioritize that and work on their films or their little scores or their syncs and stuff. So that's pretty dope. That's really dope. Um, you drink a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> it's what is it? 8 p.m. coming up on 8 p.m. 7:30. Yeah, I uh, I rely on caffeine. That's uh, <laughs> it's a great it's a great source of energy and inspiration. I That's do inspiration. Too. Yeah, man. Um, a lot of coffee. I mean, working out helps gives me energy too. So, um, but yeah. Try I saw a tweet. Up. I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, I don't drink caffeine to wake up I wake up to drink caffeine and I, I related to that hard yeah yeah usually like I drink like jet fuel too like normal people they get like coffee with creamer and sugar I just drink like my my go-to lately has been an iced Americano with four extra shots of espresso so like six shots of pure go juice or power I don't know whatever you want to call it yeah. but yeah that's what uh, that's what gets me yeah going but also like I love what I do. So it's like, I never really have to show up to work, you know, just because it's exciting every day and it never really sucks to do what you love. So that's, that's also gives you energy and motivation to show up to work. Yeah. And then you win every day. Oh uh, yeah. 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 That's, 
Well, I love that. That's, that's great. Um, and so uh, you just, um, uh, I know you uh, worked with uh, your, your friend Feather on uh, his EP recently, right? Yeah, I actually met Kyle when I was like 17. I think I was 17 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin. <laughs> La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, yeah, we played a show at the Warehouse, I think it's called. And it was like, I don't know, it was a, over a decade ago. And um, we remained friends for a long time. And he kind of picked my brain a little bit when he was first getting into EDM. And then he heard my demo of it and really liked it and wanted to produce around it. And uh, yeah, he just put that out on his first real EP. Um, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. And so far the release is doing really solid. It's basically my first release as, uh, me as a singer. Sure. So, and a right as a writer too. So that felt really good. Um, Tim was actually singing on that song as well. And Tim, uh, did a great job at recording the vocal and yeah, I'm happy with how that turned out. So that's another thing that I'm going to be releasing this year is like a bunch of pop songs, really like simple pop songs on like guitar vocal or piano vocal but yeah Kyle's dope and um yeah I've, I've known him for a long long time so he's a good dude very exciting very exciting awesome uh so so being as you were in LA for a year uh what did you like and dislike about being in LA um I mean with LA it's always like the opportunity you know whenever you go there, there's the potential for you to meet somebody, you know, you can never meet and get into a room that you never thought you could, um, or just grow in different ways. I think the opportunity in LA is what brings me there personally. It, um, the cons, I mean, it's, it's really exhausting to live there because you just have to be okay with seeing crazy stuff like every single day. And it's not cheap. It's incredibly expensive um, just to live there, you know, financially is it's a grind but yeah the opportunity man um, I never would have met some of like the people that I write with today and I never would have met Sheba um, yeah. you know some of my friends like Carlina that I work with out there and some of my favorite writers that I get to write with I never would have grown as a writer or met them and um, I think the best thing that happened to me when I moved there was I got to focus on my writing you know, versus producing, because you, you know that I've been producing for a long time here. But when I got there, I was able to focus as a writer. Um, and I owe a lot of that to my roommate, who was actually in my first band, Say by Stereo. His name is Colin, and um, he's a producer out there, and he's done a lot of bigger pop punk things. Like he's, I think he's worked on State Champs' stuff. And, but Colin, Colin's got some other credits, too. I think he did some stuff on, like, a Hollywood Dead Unwreck album, and then he did... Um, he might have one for like good Charlotte, like credits as far as, so he's a great producer. And what I was trying to get at is Colin would just hang out with me and let me come to his studio and uh, just record these little ideas I had. And he really helped me. It sounds lame, but he helped me find my voice. He just made me feel really comfortable when I would record with him. And uh, so through Colin, um, I was able to really focus on like singing and, you know, cause I hadn't done that in a while just being in bands, I was either like backup guitar or an EDM, obviously I'm DJing. So yeah, Colin is the man, Colin Schwanke. That's dope. Uh, do you, do you have plans to eventually go back out there? Yeah. Um, I have a, a mentor out there who kind of took me under his wing. Um, his name is Mike and, uh, Mike Keenan. And about a year ago, 
um, he, uh, he offered to help me um, with some production and offer me some jobs and stuff like that. And just basically help me learn and, you know, hopefully get some, some cuts. So I really want to go back out there to link up with him. He has some uh, bigger production cuts. He did um, the song that was big a while ago. It was me, myself and I by BB Rexa and G easy. It was big, probably like 2016. Um, but I met him in a session when I was out there one time and I had just kept up with him throughout the year. So like, that's one of the main reasons I want to go back is to learn from him because he has, I'm sure he can teach me so much and he's a super dope dude. Uh, yeah. I want to get back there and collab with everybody that I met and just, you know, see old friends and just get back into the sunshine a little bit and the warmth and the beach and the mountains. Yeah, that'd be nice this time of year for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I miss it so much, especially right now, you know, just being here, even though I love, I love Wisconsin. I love having the studio here, but um, I really do miss uh, learning and just growing out there. Again, that's the, the greatest thing, you know, about LA is just the opportunity to grow and learn. And you're around a lot of talented people, you know, just because the industry is there and usually people who move there just are very for real about it, you know, so. Great. Yeah. I, I hope to uh, make it out there if possibly this, this year, I've never been there as an adult and I would love to spend some time out there for sure yeah i can recommend a lot of spots for you to check out that are probably you don't have to they're like outdoor stuff and like stuff that's not yeah. you know going to be closed for you which who knows when they're going to reopen things but um yeah i know if you have if you need recommendations i got you man i love that my last question is um <clears throat> um well everyone's different in this in this realm that i'm about to ask but like you know, if someone wants to work with you, if someone wants to like, you know, do like a session with you or something, like in terms of how you operate and just what's best, like how do you prefer people get in touch with you? I mean, I'm not really picky at all. You can just um, hit me up with a DM on Instagram or <laughs> Facebook or email me. All that information is pretty much readily available, you know, and I'm not a really hard, I'm not hard to get a hold of, um, especially when I'm here. I am busy, but I can always schedule you in, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really approachable. Uh, I don't, and I always listen to everybody's music. I want to do that. You know, I want to be someone that you can look to if you want advice for your song or if, if you care what I think, you know, I'll give you my opinion. And if you want help, I'm willing to help. I love helping people, especially from Milwaukee. I want, you know, I want to do as much as I can for the city of Milwaukee and the music here. And also, yeah, but worldwide too, but especially Milwaukee, you know, if this podcast is going out to a lot of us here, yeah, I'm, I'm really approachable. I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm just, that's it. <laughs> just yeah, hit me yeah, up, like, cool. you know. Okay. Very good. Um, yeah, man. So as we're closing out here, I ask everyone the same few questions. Um, first is, uh, what keeps you up at night? Um, the fear of not realizing my potential. So if I fail, I want to fail because of me not, you know, and if I, you know, I, I just don't want to leave anything left on the table when I'm laying there in my last fucking days. So yeah, I think that's the main thing that really keeps me up at night is not getting to where I want to be because of myself. And I just want to know that I worked as hard as I possibly could to try to do what I wanted to do with my time here. Yeah. I feel the exact same way um on the other on a lighter note 
um, what puts you to sleep? Um, man, what puts me to sleep? I'd say as long as I've, it kind of goes back to that too, is the days I sleep the best are the days that I feel like I'm most accomplished and I've done something that I'm proud of and I've worked myself basically to death, but um, I worked myself, you know, to this point where I'm actually tired yeah. and um, physically or work-wise, you know, like career-wise, I just want to make sure that I've done that. So that helps me sleep at night. And what else? I'm trying to think. A little bit of Pinot Noir helps, you know? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that's that's a good uh, nightcap for sure. Yep. Wine relaxes me. What else? Brand. See, I just I just drink a lot of hams. Nice. <laughs> I just I just go with the cheap beer, man. It's all I need. Nothing uh, against hams, man. Hey, you know it. Um, thanks for being on the show, man. I I appreciate you uh making a little time for me today, and uh, great to hear a little bit more about you and what why you do what you do. Well, thank you so much for having me, man, and thanks for being patient. I know my schedule's been a little crazy, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you have any advice for people who want to get a hold of me, you can just tell them firsthand. <laughs> but literally uh, just slide in this man's DMs. <laughs> yeah, man. Eventually, like as long as my schedule isn't crazy and I actually have my calendar set in stone, you'll be we'll be fine. We'll set up a time. Right now, you know, two is a good time because I don't have a lot going on that's uh, super demanding as far as uh, time crunch goes. I'm like, so right now is a good time and um, I'm actually looking for new projects and I'm working with people here finally scheduling out some friends at home that because I'm not having to score right now or do a lot of sync stuff currently so yeah I have time and I'm super approachable I'm like don't be afraid to hit me up I'm just like I'm just a dude yeah, yeah. So. right guy being a dude yep, yep. Uh, well uh, for everyone watching you heard the man you know what to do uh, looking forward to Stephen Pitzel's uh, future projects, you know, antics, board giants, uh, various other things. Um, hit him up if you want to work. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, as always. I'll see you Thanks. next time. Thanks, Ben.